From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. Andrew Edgecliff-Johnson, U.S. news editor, recently sat down with David Miliband, the president and chief executive of the International Rescue Committee and former U.K. foreign secretary. The IRC provides humanitarian aid around the globe, but has been heavily focused on working with Syrian refugees arriving in Europe and displaced families inside Syria. In this excerpt from their conversation, Mr. Miliband discusses how Russia's presence in Syria has intensified the crisis, how weak the international political response to the crisis has been, and how the conflict in Syria has dramatized the need for better humanitarian aid. Here it is. You operate in, on the ground in Syria with your own staff and with volunteers. Um, how has the arrival of Russian military operations in Syria changed the game there? I think two things are happening. One, the fighting is intensifying. And the country is becoming more fragmented. It's certainly much more difficult to navigate terrain. We've got about 2,000 staff and volunteers in Syria delivering uh, health care, some cash uh, distribution, a bit of education in the, in the north, protection for women and kids. And it's a fearsome environment there. This is local staff, so they're working in their own home communities. It's not expats going in. But having to work cross-border from Jordan and from Lebanon, to some extent from Iraq and Turkey, is very, very challenging. And obviously the situation in the neighboring states is tightening as well. Just the sheer numbers, one and a half million in people in Lebanon, extra people in Lebanon, in a population of only four and a half million, 700,000 in, in Jordan. The pressure there is making for a pressure cooker. And it's the, situa- it's the pincer movement, really, of the situation inside the country worsening, the tightening in the neighboring states, driving more people, pushing more people into Europe, uh, that I think has, has made the crisis reach the pitch it has. You've talked about this in the past as a political failure, the root causes of, uh, of the, the exodus from Syria and neighboring states um, come back to political failure. What would political success look like? Because you say there is no diplomatic process worth talking about uh, around the Syria crisis. You're a former foreign secretary of the UK. Uh, Do you see any opening for a diplomatic resolution? The the extraordinary thing is not just the scale of the killing, the scale of the refugee flows, the fragmentation of the country, but that for four four years, really since the Geneva process collapsed in 2000, or finished in 2012 and then collapsed in 2013, there's not really been a substantive political process to bring this war to close. I, I can't actually think of a conflict that has had a weaker political track established to it. Now, there are now meetings planned between Russia, the US, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Turkey, who are the five key countries uh, in this. No solution that excludes any of those countries is ever going to abate the fighting or bring the conflict to a close. That is the only glimmer on the horizon for the people of Syria who are frankly terrified for their own lives in increasing uh, numbers. And the consequences are being felt right throughout the Middle East. And obviously this isn't going to be put back together in any quick time. But it seems to me incumbent both for instrumental reasons of geopolitics and for humanitarian moral reasons of, of humanitarianism that there needs to be a political effort of far greater consequence than is currently being shown. Can you tell us a little about how this crisis has maybe distorted or certainly affected the IRC's work. Well, I think what it's done is dramatise the need, not just for more aid, but better aid. It's dramatised the need, yes, to step up, for for governments to to step up. 40% funding of of UN aid appeals is obviously inadequate. But this crisis is an urban crisis. Remember, the vast majority of refugees, both in the Middle East and in uh, Europe, are in urban areas, not in refugee camps. It's dramatised the need for an economic dimension the response, not just a social uh, dimension. 
And it's also dramatised the need for much more evidence-based interventions by humanitarian organisations. We need a much greater evidence base for what works. For example, we, we've got good evidence that distributing cash is a very good way of um, making a humanitarian difference and supporting local economies. But it's less than 3% of the global humanitarian budget. And so I, th- I would say that the crisis has dramatised the need for a better aid system as well as for more aid. And certainly organisations like mine are trying to bring a sort of hard-headedness to our humanitarianism to convince donors, be they public or private, that their money will be well spent. Dave Miliband, thank you very much. Thank you. You can watch and listen to the rest of the interview at ft.com forward slash IRC. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.